0: y'all april twelfth, two 2022 and welcome to episode number 287 of the study session as always i'm your grateful and appreciative host here on this lovely tuesday in april welcoming you to episode 287 and today i'm continuing my in-depth quarterback analysis yesterday i looked at the weaknesses of the top five in this draft class today i look at the strengths Of the top five quarterbacks and i am glad to be sharing this with you here today but as always as i start the show thank you thank you thank you for being a supporter of the still study for listening to my work reading it sharing it with your family and friends it truly does mean the world to me so thank you for that i would love to connect with you we could do that one of three ways you can hit me up via email at the at gmail.com. You can give me a follow on Twitter at still study. And you can also comment directly on the articles. It's up to you. But every Saturday I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag where I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. You drive the content. It's a lot of fun. And I would love for you to be part of that. Please also check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel. Over on his site, the Still City Insider. Our podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. We will be recording Thursday. And the episode will either be up Thursday later in the day or Friday morning. But Jim is super insightful, having covered the team since 1995. You definitely want to check it out. It is linked in the show notes. But Studians, the quarterback talk continues. I'm obsessed. I mean, let's just be candid and honest. I'm obsessed about the search for the successor of Ben Roethlisberger. And one thing I know for sure that whomever they draft, I'm going to know more about that player than I probably really want to. But today, part two of a seven-part series, I'm looking at the strengths of the top five quarterbacks. In this year's draft, we're going to start with Malik Willis. And what I'm looking at in this, this part of the series is what are those characteristics or traits that really make them stand out? The reason why or reasons why you'd want to draft this player. We'll start with Malik Willis. A lot of this stuff you're going to hear me say I've brought up on the show several times, but I'm just trying to put this all in one package. Malik Willis has the most upside, strongest physical traits. His arm strength is unquestionable, can throw the deep ball, can throw outside the numbers down the field. He's got zip and snap on his throws. He could fit it into windows. There are no questions about his arm strength. In terms of his athleticism, he's mobile. He can evade pressure. He can pull it down and run. He is the most explosive player, has the most potential of all the quarterbacks in this draft class. Hence why he is ranked number one on pretty much any draft board that you look at. If the Steelers want to get a guy like this, they're going to have to trade up. It might be a bit too rich for them to do so. But he has the most upside out of every quarterback in this class. Kenny Pickett. When you talk about Kenny Pickett, you're talking about his awareness, his touch, and his toughness. Kenny Pickett played five years at Pitt. He understands the game. He knows the game. He has intuition. He has a feel for the game. Whatever the context, whatever the situation of the game is, he is able to tailor his throws precisely to the route, to where the receiver is, can throw from a variety of different angles. And he throws a very catchable ball. That's going to translate well to the NFL. And on top of that, Kenny Pickett is tough. He's gritty. He's a gamer. He's going to compete. That's important at the quarterback position in order to get your fellow offensive players to rally behind you. But again, Pickett, awareness, touch, and toughness. Desmond Ritter. I've been a fanboy of Ritter for a long time. Call him the technician. He's technically sound. He provides leadership, and he's a proven winner. Go watch film on Desmond Ritter. Watch his drops. He looks smooth. Watch his rollouts. Watch his play action. Watch his pump fakes. The guy is smooth in his movements. He looks the part. He looks right now like he's an NFL-ready quarterback. He also has leadership. He was a four-year starter at the University of Cincinnati. He started as a freshman, played all four years. And during that time, he went 44-6. and six. He helped create a winning culture at Cincinnati. It's what he knows. It's what he's a part of. He's a hard worker. He's diligent. In the right surroundings, the right environment, the right coaching, the right support, Desmond Ritter can thrive and be successful. Matt Corral. Quickest release out of all of the top five. He's accurate. He's the most natural passer out of this group. Corral can snap it and spin the ball where he wants it to go on the short to intermediate routes. Not the biggest arm, but can still get it there on the deep ball. And he's the most accurate of all the quarterbacks in this class. Even if you go back to his high school days, you'll see that his statistics bear out that he's precise. That's important. You'll hear hear a lot of people talk about accuracy can't be coached. It can't be developed. Well, if that's your argument, then Corral may be the guy for you. Because he has a history of it from his early days in high school. And he looks the most natural as a passer. So, Matt Corral, quick release, accurate, natural. And then finally, Sam Howe. Again, I've been watching a lot on Sam. He's growing on me. Sam Howe, he's aggressive and a successful thrower downfield. He's got sneaky mobility and toughness. Out of all the players... In this draft class, nobody throws a better deep ball. Nobody connected on more deep balls down the field than Sam Howell. And he has an aggressive mindset. He wants to attack down the field. He doesn't, oftentimes to a fault, want to take the short-term intermediate throw. He wants to go for it all. And he also has sneaky mobility. He's not going to be mistaken for Malik Willis. Or Desmond Ritter anytime soon. But he does and he can pull it down and run it. A lot of quarterback draws. Design runs at North Carolina. And he's tough. He sought out contact in college. He's going to have to rein himself in a bit in the pros. But the guy definitely has some intangibles in addition to his physical talents that make him an attractive prospect in this year's draft. So there you have it, the strengths of this year's top five. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking at the college statistics from all these players doing a comparison. Thursday, going to be looking at the high school statistics. Friday, doing a categorical analysis where I try to synthesize all this information into categories to show who, ranks best and how they stack up with one another and then I will put out my top five rankings followed by my mock draft 5.0 this is a lot of fun for me and I hope you're enjoying this project this week and again think about it it is April 12th we are only 16 days away from the first round of the NFL draft man Life is good, ladies and gentlemen. And with that studying, 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 that is it, that is the end of this conclusion of episode number 287, making the push to 300. My gratitude to you for joining me here today. Let's connect, hit me up, comment directly on the articles, give me an email, thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter, at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wux over on his site, the Still City Insider Podcast. We are going to be recording Thursday. Probably have that up either Thursday night or Friday morning. Seven days of study sessions coming to you this Easter week. It's Steelers football, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And remember, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Have a great Tuesday.